Hey, welcome Lifeway Church. Pastor Vern and I are here and we uh, want to welcome you to our first video service. And uh, we're doing this really in an effort to give you time uh, with your family and friends without having to do anything extra. But we still uh, believe it's good for us just to bring you something from the heart uh, of God for this year. So we hope you had a great Christmas. We hope you're preparing for a great uh, new year. And uh, we're going to dive in here today. And and one of the things in our desire uh, that, that I put out to the pastors uh, for this was that uh, they would ask the Holy Spirit, hey, what is the word of the Lord for 2020, for Lifeway Church, for us as a people? And then what are the action steps we can take? And so we're going to look at that today. Now, this is going to be a little different than our normal service because obviously there's no worship music and we're not doing those kind of things. And and really, our message isn't going to be so preachy as it's going to be a discussion yeah. uh, with Pastor Vern and myself based upon the things that the other pastors share with us, based upon the things that the Holy Spirit showing us. And we want to share that with you in our desire it's just to help you get ready for 2020 and help you think about things and, and the steps you can take uh, to get ready for that. So uh, we're looking forward to doing this. Without further ado, let's dive in right here. Um, you know, uh, uh, Pastor Aaron Patch's wife, Brittany Patches, while Brittany doesn't wear the title of pastor in our congregation, at least not yet, uh, that could happen in 2020. I'm, I'm foreshadowing. Um but she submitted a word about, just specifically about God talking to her and really maybe for Lifeway, this idea of 2020 vision. So we know in the medical world or in the eye care world, 2020 vision is, is clear vision yeah. and it's accurate vision. And so there was a sense in which she felt like uh, God was going to uh, bring some clarity to what we're seeing hmm. in Lifeway. I want to start with That's Pastor good. Vern. Pastor Vern, what is uh, God showing you? Can we get some more clarity on? I like the clarity part already. That's 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 really good stuff. But yeah, as we were chatting, you know, leading up to this, I I've just been hearing. I, I feel like the Holy Spirit was speaking to me about about loving well, and I've been re-hit again. What I mean by hit again is impacted again by the story in Luke where Jesus told the parable. Um, about the father who had two sons and one of them was wayward and and this uh, the and, and then of course uh, he he came to the end of himself I'm not going to share the whole story right now but but he wanted to find his way back home after he had spent his inheritance and and wasted his life basically and and uh, I was reading the passion translation recently from Luke 15 starting at 20 and I'm just going to read that part because I think God's speaking to Lifeway Church and saying that you're a place of the Father's love and it looks like this. And going into the year 2020, I think there's a word for us. And and so I'm going to read that part again. It says, starting in verse 20, so the young son sent off for home after he decided he's going to go back home to dad. And from a long distance away, his father saw him coming and, and he's dressed as a beggar and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. And the father raced out to meet him, it says, and he swept him up in his arms and he hugged him dearly and he kissed him over and over. And the Passion Translation says, with tender love. And I just, I just love that part. And, and then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you and I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. And he was gonna, he was about to say slave or servant. But it says the father interrupted him right there and he says, son, you're home now. And, and it goes on to say how he planned this elaborate party. That's just my favorite part where he just said, I'm going to kill the fatted calf. And to us, we're like, 
whatever that means. But to them, it was like going all out, basically. And he put a robe on him and a, and, and a, and a signet ring, which signified just, just sonship again and, and put new, gave him new shoes and things like that. And, and so I believe in all of that, that the Father's been speaking to me, Jimmy, that we're a place where that kind of demonstration of the Father's love can be felt, can be known, can be experienced by the prodigals, wayward sons and daughters wanting to find their way back home. Obviously not home necessarily to Lifeway, although that would be great, you know, a, a family to call home, but home to the Father's heart. And we would be that place where the demonstration of God's love uh, would be ready to embrace them and, and welcome them in and celebrate their return. So I, I've been calling 2020 the year of return of the wayward mm. sons and daughters. And, and wow. I just think we're going to see that. So, you know, that's my prophetic word along those lines or prediction, if you will. You know, um, you know what's always moved me in that story is, is first of all, how the son, the prodigal son, saw the dad. Because yeah. in his mind, mm-hmm. he was going back. Like, I was a jerk. I did my dad wrong. Yeah. I'm not even worthy to be one of his servants. I felt that way. And, and yeah, and I, you know, we just had this. I literally sit with my daughter, Jessica. She was holding her new baby and my wife. We were, Lydia yeah. and I, we were all sitting around talking about this story just last night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know you were, this is where we were going for sure. And uh, wow. we, we were talking about this and, and, uh, and, you know, Jessica representing so many of us, because she represents my walk already on. She said, why do Same. I always feel like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not good enough? Yeah. Or I'm not. That's exactly and, right. And, and it's interesting because the, from the father's mindset, that, that, that one coming back was always the son. Yeah. You, you, you may be a bad son or a good son, but you're still a son. You're, you're still family. Still you are not belong. a slave. You're yeah. not a servant. That's right. And I think, I don't know how your translation, you said it. He, right. I forget how yours worded it, but uh, from mm-hmm. a long distance away. Yeah. Uh, while he was still afar off. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, in my translation, it says his father saw him and ran to him. That's right. And embraced him. And I love that. I love yeah. it because we think, oh, I got to work at this. And I'm like, man, the moment you begin to repent, yeah. return. Absolutely. The moment God's running to you. Oh, and, and maybe I can't get enough of that part, <laughs> yeah. that, that nature of God right now. I just can't get enough of thinking about his nature like that. That's how he is. Yeah, man. And that's how we're called to represent him to the lost and dying world or the ones that even once knew and, and stumbled and, and have distanced themselves from God. They're still lost. They're still wayward, whether they never knew God or they did at one time. That's his nature toward them. And, right on. and so my, my prayer then, Jimmy, has been teach me to love. And, and I think there's a prayer that, that we should begin to pray going into 2020 that says teach us to love like that. Um, that's just what Alicia and I have been starting to do. And every Friday when we lead the noon prayer set from 12 to 1, we started to, for the last at least two or three, we've been praying Teach us to love like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pray for lost sons and daughters, and we pray for children's ministry, but we just pray for those that have yet to experience Christ, but those that need to come back to experience. That's good. You know, um, the other characters, so we have, this, we have the prodigal son, we have the yeah. father, yeah. we also have the older brother. The older brother's still there. Well, and I think, <laughs> here's what I'm getting at. I, I had a conversation, I was meeting, I was talking to um, yeah. some uh, pastors from another local church, uh, the other night at a Christmas party. And we got talking about my journey out of the Gateway House of Prayer. And in that, sure. in that environment, we were mostly about prayer and worship and fasting and yeah. simple and pure devotion to Jesus. That's good. 
but we had no outreach component to our world. We prayed for the lost. Sure. It, but I didn't care enough to do anything about them. And and, mm. and, he, and he, what's, what's so sad to me, well, I, I mean, I could tell my whole story, but I'll be careful with that. But I, I think the bottom line is, is in that conversation, mm. I remember they were moved. I could tell they were moved by by some things. But I said, you know, the, the older brother story, while it's illustrated there, is really illustrated another story where Jesus, and this was one of the things that was on my heart for this year, as we think about Lifeway, making room at the table. Mm. Well, you, taught, you call it the prodigals. I'm mm. going to call it making room at the table for the prostitutes. Yeah. Same. Jesus goes, gets invited. Jesus Christ gets Another invited in the presence of God, as it were, in the form of Jesus Christ, gets invited to a Pharisee's house. For those who don't know, a Pharisee were the religious leaders of their day. They were yeah. very knowledgeable in the scriptures. They were seen as very devoted. And Jesus went over to their house, sure. over to this guy's house. Hmm. While they're having dinner at this guy's house, some lady who's not a part of this guy's house, who the Bible says is an immoral woman, busts in the door. He <laughs> cracks open this expensive perfume, pours it on him, rubs it on his head, drops down, starts kissing his feet, yeah. cries all over his feet, wipes with his tears. Maybe I'm mixing these stories. Somebody said, I think somebody corrected me one time. You're mixing two stories up. Great. He had two women who were jacked up and he still loved on both of them. Absolutely. But the bottom line is, my question is, and the thing I challenged them on, I said, I really want you to get this in your mind. And if you're watching this with Lifeway Church, I want you to get this in your mind. Imagine I am sitting on the front row. It's a worship service at Lifeway Church. Yeah. You see some lady run up to me. And, and begin to crack something on my head and rub my bald skull. Then she drops to my feet and begins to Could kiss happen. my feet and cry. Wow. What would we do? And I think that's the thing I'm trying to get at in, in us is I, I'm like the older brother. I, what happened to the Pharisee is he looked while that, what was happening to Jesus and he said, if this man were a prophet, a bad thing to say about Jesus. Mm. If this man were a prophet, he would know yeah. what kind of woman this is that's touching him. Yeah. And Jesus immediately looks at him. Simon, I have something I want to say to you. <laughs> and, and, and the guy's like, say it, teacher. Like, as if he didn't just read your mind, Simon. And then so he begins to tell this guy, he begins to say, you know, that basically made a long story short, this woman who has a lot of sin, she's been forgiven mm-hmm. much. And he who's been forgiven much loves much. And here's yeah. the question I have for all of us, because I think the elder brother story, the prodigal son story is there where, and it, well, well, Vern, uh, I don't think he finished that part, but the, it basically says that when the brother, and they threw the party mm-hmm. with a fatted calf, right? He says, you never threw a party for me, dad, when I yeah. stayed faithful to you. Sure, he was offended. He was offended. That. And so uh, I'm looking at that thinking, how many times are we that brother? Yeah. And how are we making room at the table? Because the Pharisee, listen, listen, Lifeway Church was built on the desire to host the presence of God mm-hmm. and host the presence of people. Right. But I was moved by this story when we started that. Mm-hmm. And I believe God's going to increase our need to be this people. Yeah. We're not going to stop hosting the presence of God, but neither right. will we stop hosting the presence of not just of any kind of people, mm-hmm. not just the nice people. Because the Pharisee had invited all the nice people to dinner with Jesus. What he hadn't done was invited the messed up people to dinner with Jesus. And Jesus said, yeah, but this is the people I've come to seek and save. I want to seek and save that which is lost. I see that in the prodigal story. Absolutely. And, and, you know, uh, I think it's where God's taking us. And the story of the adulterous woman and the, the woman at the well, the woman caught in sin. You know, there's a, there's a few different parables there that where Jesus said, you know, I forgive you, go and sin no more. And, you know, ministered salvation and healing and deliverance to them and said, basically, if we can sum it all up, there's room for you here. You belong, you belong here. You found your way home, you know? And I think that really offended the pharisaical 
spirit, <laughs> the religious yeah. spirit in our day. And so maybe it'll offend it again. You know, I'm not and wondering. I'm, well. an, I'm saying offend me, Lord, that way. I don't want that spirit in me. I want to be one that celebrates and welcomes those in and say, you belong. There's room at the table. I like how you put it. There's room at the table for you. And so I'm looking forward. How about we've prepared a place? We've prepared a, a place table for you. For you. Yeah. <laughs> I like that even better. In other words, you just said, I mean, in what you so, shared, you said the, the it's the year of return. Yeah. So who's allowed to return? Yeah, everybody. Whosoever will, right? Whosoever will. Jesus said, if you, yeah, if you thirst, let him come. I like that. That's awesome stuff. So what do you think in the light of, you kind of, I think you touched upon some of it, but I was just curious as we uh, you know, finish that section of the word here, what, what action steps do you think that we as Lifeway Church can take yeah. to prepare for people to return to the Lord? I think, I think the biggest action step that I, that I have right now is a preparation of the heart. And I, I think that we're a people whose tendency would be to go, you know, what practically can I do? Do we need to make sure there's there's uh, rehabs and drug addictions um, uh, ministries lined up, or or food pantries? And all. we we have a lot of that stuff in our region and in our city, actually. And we partner with the rescue mission. We partner with places where there's freedom, uh, dr drug rehabilitation programs and all of that. But what I, what I believe the Lord is saying is prepare your heart because the biggest thing that's needed is a right heart, the Father's love, to receive them in. And once they're received in, we can get busy on, on all the tools that's needed for these folks to find freedom and deliverance, right, from all the, the, the things they've been tainted by, all the sins of the world that we've also experienced. But I believe the biggest prep, if you will, that God is asking us to do right now is a preparation of the heart. And it begins by saying, teach me, Lord, how to love that way and to receive and make room at the table. Yeah. Making room at the table can be practical, like save them a seat beside you on Sunday morning. Make sure that you welcome them and shake their hand. It's still practical, but it, when you have the right heart, I think those things fall into place. So what do you think? I mean, I think you're right on. That actually, um, that actually leads to something else. You know, uh, in, in our conversation, I felt like well, I was on sabbatical this summer. You brought a word. Mm. You brought a sermon. Sure. About Lifeway Church being a deliverer that I felt when I watched it online. Right was really a prophetic message for Lifeway Church. Like I told my mm -hmm. wife when I saw it, I'm like, that, that is the word of the Lord for sure. Lifeway. And I, I don't want to forget the essence of that as we go into this, as we, we call the church to prepare about things that God's going to do in 2020. Can you talk a little bit more about what yeah. you're seeing about Lifeway Church as a deliverer? Yeah, that I've thought of that word a few times myself because I feel like the that was back in July. Um when when you were out, but I feel I felt like the Lord spoke to me a few times since that that He's preparing us still. You know, He's delivered us like Moses. It was a, it was a story like the parallels of Moses being the great deliverer. And now our great deliverer, of course, is Jesus Christ. We look to Him as the great deliverer. But there was, there was parallels that I was drawing from where Moses was called the great deliverer, and then I said Lifeway is also called to be a great deliverer and simply partner with the purposes of God wow. to facilitate deliverance from the world, from all the effects of the world, from the effects of sin, from the, the, the slave masters of our day is what I believe I remember saying. And, 
and to facilitate their freedom in Christ. And I think that call is still upon us and God's been preparing us. That's why he gave us this building. I think it's why he gave us so many rooms to minister out of and, Come on. and, and places good. to lay hands on people <laughs> and set people free and and just to, to facilitate and minister. Man, Jesus had a tremendous deliverance ministry. I can't read the New Testament without watching Jesus cast out demons and, and simply minister freedom. Wherever he went, he was just a minister of healing and freedom. And and I, I just I still believe that Lifeway is called to see unprecedented revival, but that revival will be marked by healing and deliverance and freedom and, of course, salvation. And, and I think 2020 is just going to be a ramp up, an all-out ramp up of that. Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, I know the Hebrew word shalom, which we translate mm. peace in our Bibles. And the Greek word sozo or diasozo in the New Testament are the Greek words for that. But the idea of salvation in both those contexts is wholeness. That's so good. And so I think what I feel like you're saying is, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to, God, God, Almighty sent his son, Mm -hmm. you know, to deliver us from Satan. Amen. And his control over our lives, deliver us from our flesh and the power of it over our lives. And to bring wholeness uh, uh, to us. And so I just, I fully embrace that. I, I think the, the gospel is a very full gospel in the sense that it's for spirit, soul, and body. Obviously right. body will ultimately be right. ultimately healed at the coming second coming of Christ. Yeah. When our bodies are transformed and we, uh, sinful nature gets completely obliterated mm-hmm. out of us where we don't have that inclination towards sin. But, um, that's ultimate deliverance. Yeah. But I believe there's a measure which we're to embrace the realities of the kingdom in this present age. Amen. Uh, in fact, uh, 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 you know, Titus tells us that, that that the grace of God that brings salvation teaches us to deny godliness and worldly lusts. Yeah. To live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Yep. It's an in this present age grace. It can be done now. <laughs> which means deliverance and freedom is a possibility. It is. For our souls. Now, I don't think it means that we're without temptation. But definitely, by actually, I know for certain it means does not mean that we're without temptation. We will be tempted. Right. But I also believe it means that we have power uh, to put to death the deeds of the body by yeah. the Holy Spirit. And so by the, all, the, all that temptation stuff that we feel. No, that's so, it. Anything that's else? It. Anything else you'd like to say about that or how we can... Yeah, steps or action steps we can take from that. Yeah, just feeling like God is still, and we're we're four years into over four years into the the launch of Lifeway Church, but I believe again that that this is a response to prayers that have gone up for literally decades. There's a cry gone up from Egypt, is what we read in the story of Moses, and God says, "I've heard your cry, and I've sent a deliverer." And I keep saying this cry has gone up from the Lebanon region and beyond. But right now we're talking about the Lebanon region uh, for a deliverer. And God has seen the oppression of his people the same way he did back in the, the, the days of Egypt, the days of Moses. And, and so just like he sent a deliverer, we need to get it in our spirits that we're here because God has sent a deliverer. His name is Jesus. And we're then representatives of that and ministers of that grace to say there is a deliverer present and his name is Jesus and you don't have to live that way anymore. And, and so I think it's just one of the main reasons we're here. So people find a place 
find a home back in the Father's heart, back in his love. And when, the, when we love like that and bring them in, they'll find wholeness and freedom and deliverance from the slave masters of their day, the addictions of the day, the, the, the sin traps that, that we all find ourselves uh, prone to or tempted by. And, um, and so, yeah. Hey, and by the way, uh, for those who are watching this, uh, I recognize not only will Lifeway Church uh, people watch this. I also recognize there'll be people out in the community as inevitably happens True. Uh, with our videos. And I just want to uh, take a moment <clears throat> to give honor to the work of the Holy Spirit in our region already. Mm-hmm. Vern, Vern lighted upon it when he talked about all the decades of prayers that have gone up. Yeah. Um, we don't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. Like we have our part. Mm-hmm. I want to honor, man. There's at least a few that I can honor. I know Meyer, uh, in Myerstown Fireplace Christian Fellowship has done a great job of man, ministering to to, all, to, to, to you know, last, the least, and the lost in that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvary Chapel in Lebanon, uh, we honor Calvary Chapel for their work uh, of the ministry of the gospel, of their straightforward preaching of the Bible mm-hmm. and the expository preaching, and just teaching people the Word of God and feeding the poor, the things they've done uh, for, for years, uh, well before we came on the scene. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, the uh, Jonestown, Lebanese Free Church, uh, we're just really... Uh, honored to be on, we call it, well, we'll just call it Team Deliverance mm-hmm. uh, for the region that that the, sure. the, the Big C Church in this region uh, is doing something. And we, we're privileged to get to be a part of it. We're just acknowledging our part uh, to our congregation and what we're called to do. But we honor, for those of you who are part of other churches that are watching this, God bless you. May God increase and anoint you for, uh, for that purpose as you continue forward. Well, I had something else I, I felt like the Lord gave me. I, I'm I mean, I don't know if all you know this, but uh, if you could live close to me, if you could see just the preparatory work right before this video, this group here in this room would say, uh, yeah, this guy is work in progress, and I am. And and uh, there's, a, there's a statement in Hebrews that's moved me throughout my journey, but I feel like it's God circling back around to talk about this topic, and that topic is the topic of holiness. Mm-hmm. Holiness. Holiness means to be set apart or... Uh, that, that's the simplest translation, although I think it, it's more than that. But it, but it literally means set apart to God. What does it look like for the people of God to be holy? Mm. And in Hebrews 12, verse 14, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness. Yeah. And holiness. Without which, if you don't have peace and holiness, no one will see the Lord looking, uh, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So the grace of God is meant to bring us to a place of being a peace-filled in the sense that we have no angst. It doesn't mean that we don't have trouble in our lives. Mm-hmm. It means that we have an internal state that weathers all the storms. Right. Like Jesus sleeping in a boat while he's on a sea and his disciples are freaked out. And he's, he's asleep in a storm. That's good. That he had an internal peace because as the Prince of Peace, I guess he would. Right. And then, and then the Bible tells us to pursue holiness. And, the, and their key word here is, is pursue. And, and the reason I bring this up is... There was a, uh, a prayer meeting we had uh, uh, the other day, and I was, it's my Thursday morning prayer meeting, and I was meeting, uh, uh, we had a few people there, um, John Good and Nick Aragon come, and, uh, and they're, the, they're the regulars. My daughter Carissa showed up later. And I tell you all, those, all that to say, for us, prayer meetings can be a messy discussion before we dive in, as we set the target in the first 10 minutes. And I always just became self-aware. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm just very aware of, of all the things I don't like about me. Maybe some of you get that. You ever feel that way? I do. So, <laughs> you ever wake up feeling? Help me, Lord. Do, do you always wake up feeling perfect? I don't. No. You always look perfect. <laughs> uh, I, Let I, me work I, on that. <laughs> but I, uh, I, 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 sometimes I wake up and I, and I was very aware of my weaknesses. And you know, like mm. one of the things. Um, 
Um, I'm a, we, we began to talk about as we were praying. I was just sharing about simple things like, you know, when I was younger, it would be like the lust of the flesh and sexual lust. And those kind of things would be my big weakness. Those aren't as big of a deal uh, at 50 as they were at 20, mm-hmm. 25, that kind of thing. But what I have discovered is I, I got this like slow burning anger, it feels like, all the time on the inside. Like I wouldn't describe my inner state as peace. And I said to them, I imagine when people get around me, they don't go, wow, you know, when I get around Jimmy Nyman, I just feel so much peace. Mm-hmm. That's probably not what they feel. They feel a guy that's kind of... Uh, fiery. <laughs> and so they'll feel that on the, but, it, but sometimes that fire is not the Lord's fire. Sometimes it's my own, just my own, whatever angst on the sure. inside. Yeah. And through the discussion, uh, there was this, there was this, uh, John brought out the passage of scripture in first John where, where it says, uh, talks, talks about us confessing our sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then, uh, walking in the light as he is in the light and we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. Amen. And, and I, I, what I found interesting about that was uh, John's take on it in the moment was how we relate to God, like like keeping clear between us and God. But it's interesting, it talked about the way we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Walk in light as he is in light, have fellowship with one another. And I began to realize, have we created, is the, is the modern church created a place for us to start somewhere? Mm. Let me say it this way. If I was going to go on a trip to England, you all would expect to say, I'm going on a trip to England tomorrow. I'm going to hop on a plane. I'm going to fly over there. You would expect there to be a journey between here and there. Right. But when we say we're pursuing holiness, I find that the modern church has not given mm. the body of Christ um, enough opportunity to go on the journey. And so mm. we get frustrated when people aren't, That's good. they haven't arrived yet. Yeah. And, and so... Um, Instant expectations. Yeah, we want that. So I begin to wrestle with like like being allowed to come into my prayer meeting and go... You know, I, I got anger issues, mm. and I don't know why, and and I sure. really didn't. I began to process this with the Lord, like, why am I angry, and what part That's does good. entitlement play? Like, when I get on the road and somebody cuts me off, they're yeah. going slow, like, I feel a sense like I deserve to go faster. Like, why do I think I deserve hell? Yeah. I deserve judgment, and God mm. gives me mercy. Yeah. And so I, I, this is like, you know, kind of the, the, the uh, uh, journey mm. I've been on. And I want to say this as we pursue holiness, because I believe we're called to pursue it. Um. You know, at Lifeway Church, we, we did a series called Hire a couple of years ago. And the idea that we set forth there, and I want to set forth again for us because I don't think we're done with this at all, mm-hmm. is that holiness is like a, in a, for a high jumper, holiness is like a high bar. Right. God doesn't move the bar. In fact, sometimes he raises the bar. But at the same time, he gives us a pole vault called, mm-hmm. a, a pole called grace to vault over mm-hmm. uh, the holy high bar. That's his supernatural ability. At every at every time a coach yeah. coaches a, yeah. someone, they fully expect them to nail and fall through that bar it's and true. miss it it's when true. they first start. Right. And our coach is That's the whole. That's why the spirit. pad is underneath to break their fall. <laughs> <laughs> because if they were going to land it perfectly. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you don't start perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's good. And so I just, I, I feel like God's calling us this. I don't think, I think God's less concerned hmm. about whether or not we've arrived at holiness hmm. versus whether or not we're actually pursuing it. That's good. The Bible calls I us agree. to pursue it without which we won't see the Lord. It doesn't say we have to arrive at it in this life, yeah. but he wants us to never give up on that pursuit right. if we're ultimately going to see him. And that includes peace, by the way. It's not mm-hmm. just holiness. Mm-hmm. It is peace and holiness, but holiness uh, seems to be uh, obviously a great challenge. And so uh, we need to pursue simple and pure devotion to him and then simple and strong commitment to represent him accurately to others in all of our spheres. And I'm thinking of like, what's it look like to pursue peace and holiness mm-hmm. 
uh, in my friendships and my work relationships? Yeah. What's it look like to pursue it in my marriage? That's good. What's it look like to pursue it with my children? Mm-hmm. And on and on it goes as we as we think about that. So I believe Lifeway that God's calling us to be a people of holiness uh, in all of our spheres. Do you have anything you'd like to add to that? No, I just like the idea of of if if we're on a Christian journey, it looks like pursuit of something not a one-time decision that we made to right. say, I'm a follower of Jesus now, and suddenly I'm arrived. But didn't Paul say, I press on toward the mark for the prize? You know, uh, <laughs> and, yeah. and as I if hold to that, say, which I have yet yeah. laid hold of, and now I don't have the verse prepared, you know, but we, we many of us have read that before. It means he was still pursuing something quite strongly that he believed he would yet attain. And, and I, I live there as well. Like I'm still pursuing that which I, I want to lay hold of. I want more holiness, more love, more um, of everything. More of, more of all things God. <laughs> more yes. of God. Yeah. You so. know, that... Um, that leads to the, the, you know, as far as, in my opinion, the final thing is related to, uh, you know, our discussion about just what God is saying. Right. In 2020, there was, uh, in that same prayer meeting with Jonathan and, and Nick, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, you know, uh, Ethan, oh, that's right, Ethan was there, and Ethan Lum had some really great stuff. And, and part of it was just he kept, he kept focusing on who we are as sons mm-hmm. and as a new creation versus an old creation. That's good. A new nature versus an old nature, new ways versus old ways, which leads to our identity. I, I think as a, as a church, and I think part of my discussion with my daughter last night as we talked about the prodigals, and mm. somewhere in the journey, the prodigal son lost sight of his identity as a son, as I right said on. a minute ago. And yeah. I feel like we lose sight of our identity as a Christian. I think if I could hang on and be stay aware of who I am at all mm-hmm. times, That's that good. we are royalty in the family of God. That yeah. we would walk it with dignity mm-hmm. in in the things that we face in life, and uh, I recognize a lot of you have not been affirmed out there in your life. You know, I, I don't yeah. think that I was enough, uh, and and that that shapes the way we the way we think. So, in other words, who it you does. are determines what you do. If your identity is as a thief, right. you're going to steal. Right. If you see yourself as a thief, if you see yourself as a healer, though, you're going to heal. Mm-hmm. We often say healed people, heal people, hurt people, hurt people, because they're right. operating out of a paradigm. And I, I think we're true. going to continue as we see more of this prodigals coming home and deliverance and mm-hmm. wholeness and, mm-hmm. and the pursuit of holiness. It's really going to, the, the, the goal is ultimately to shape our identity. Yes. Um, you know, as children of God. And, um, Amen. you know, the Bible tells us that God's given us precious promises for the purpose. So we go look at these promises that God's given. And I, I often wonder, I was telling my wife the other day, I always wonder how the disciples, like when the disciples, or like the early church would read an apostolic letter from an apostle. Mm-hmm. So what we call like like uh, the book of First Peter or whatever. Well, that was a letter written to us, a real group of people at one point. Mm-hmm. And how did they understand, hey, God's given you precious promises that you can participate. Yeah. Participate, partake of, part of, share in uh, the so divine good. nature. And so what's our part with promises, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and how we do that. And so mm-hmm. I think then there are going to be things that God's going to do, uh, to help bring about mm. those realities. So, so that leads to this, we've got a, God wants to give us, let me summarize that, uh, uh, 2020 vision, which means clear and accurate vision, clarity to what we're seeing, um, uh, to prepare for the return of those who have walked away from the Lord. There's yeah. been a lot of contending for it. It's going to happen. Are we actually ready for it? Will we make room at the table mm. uh, for them to be messy mm-hmm. as they come home sure. and not judge them, but restore them? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the call, which with that, then the call of delivering power, of the, the delivering power of Jesus 
And then they're being set apart through that delivering power to a higher purpose. We say here all the time, we want you to know Christ, discover your purpose. And out of that purpose, our purpose to, to yeah. impact lives through the delivering power of Jesus Christ as a holy people, mm-hmm. uh, to live with a new uh, identity uh, in that. And I think there, there's a few things that we're going to do this year to help that. Right. Uh, the first is we're going to we're, we're going to take a deep dive. We're going to continue to take a deep dive into the Word and call you into the Word. And our first series this year is called It Is Written. Uh, and the goal of It Is Written is for us to, to really take a look at, first of all, why the Scriptures have authority. Why did Jesus say when the devil was tempting, no, it is written? Mm-hmm. And why did, why did the God in the flesh, who was known as the Word of God, according to, the, to John the Apostle, quote the scriptures and appeal to them as authority as he's contending with the devil. We're going to look at that uh, in that, that first series. And we're going to look at um, then the covenants, the old new covenant, because people, we, I just frankly see people use the Bible wrong all the time and they think mm. they're right. Some of the most fundamental people who think they're, they're solid on the Bible are so wrong about yeah. it at so many levels. I don't think, I'm not saying I have it all figured out, sure. but I'm saying they definitely don't. And so we want to look at old new covenants and then we want to look at how to practically apply that. And pastor Vernon and I, um, uh, we'll share in that. We live in an age when everyone, when so many people are doing what's right in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And they have in their mind, they have no standard to guide them right. or lead them. Right. And so they just, and so uh, in 2020, sure. we believe God, God's going to be calling us to return to the scriptures as an authoritative authoritative yeah. guide for our lives. That's good. And uh, do you have any thoughts serious. on that? Well, and, and <clears throat> along with that, even using scripture inappropriately to justify a life that's, Sinful. That's sinful and not following after God. It's good. Similar to how it's bad, but it's good. It's similar good. to how Satan tempted Jesus using scripture when he was in the wilderness, you know, misusing a scripture. Anyway, looking forward to that series. Um, that'll help us a lot. I want to say as uh, as far as a set of action steps that you can walk out, you know, as I think all of us could use a Bible reading or study action plan. Meaning this year we're gonna encourage you, we're gonna help you, we're gonna provide resources for you to help you begin to study the Bible and to begin to, to dive in and to continue just to read it. Like That's I'm good. amazed. Like we were just talking the other night again in that conversation with my daughter where she was just talking about, I know that when I read the Bible, I can feel the power of it. It's not a normal book. Yeah. And while we don't understand everything about it, I know that when we just read it, the, David said it this way in Psalm 119, the entrance of your words, talking about the scriptures in that moment when he was writing, mm-hmm. the entrance of your words gives light. It gives mm-hmm. understanding to the simple. Yeah. And so we just want to take you through a season of getting in the Word and spending the year doing it. So even though that first series kicks off that way, we're going to continue to point you to the Word. We don't want you to just come feed on what we're providing on Sunday mornings. While it's Scripture-laden, you need your own secret history in God. You need right. your own place that, that, that in that place, in the secret place where you go. Right. A secret place, I just mean your, your own personal relationship with God where you get uh, the Word of God and you, you feed on it. So, Amen. So, uh, Pastor Vern, uh, one of the things I think it's on several of our hearts, yeah. of the pastors, is yes. is the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And um, you know, uh, since we started, Lifeway Church has had a significant value towards the Word of God mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit. And we don't think those things are mutually exclusive. We believe that that the Holy Spirit inspired the Word of God, and the Word of God tells us that right. the Holy Spirit will come from Jesus and will lead us into all truth. Right on. And so we're wanting more of that. In fact, uh, since we started, in fact, this year alone, we have seen some amazing miracles, some Absolutely. healings, uh, supernatural healings. Some are spontaneous Spirit. during worship. Nobody's praying for somebody. We're just worshiping or preaching, yeah. and the Holy Spirit just sovereignly heals someone. And we mm-hmm. we got medical reports of, of a lady being healed of Parkinson's disease. And, yeah. 
And another Lord, one's working Lord. on another one of, uh, of, of you know, her, her kidney being healed. And, so good. And, uh, and we've had uh, stories of people coming in and worshiping and sensing the power. They don't even know what to call it. We had a, mm-hmm. a, a man come in and, and uh, referred to the Holy Spirit as an energy that he felt during the, sure. the music because he didn't even know to call it worship. Another guy who wasn't real familiar with worship came in. So during the music, I, I felt this. The, I, I began to weep, and I didn't even know why I was crying. And then I felt this hand on my shoulder, and so I looked to to see who was there. And he said, uh, there was no one there, but the hand yeah. was still on my shoulder. Like, wow, that's neat. We wow. believe, so when we started Lifeway, we believe that it was important that uh, that that we embrace this idea of supernatural without strange. There's kind of this mindset that it needs to be weird and strange to be the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. We just don't believe that. And so yeah. um, we believe more so that the Holy Spirit is amazing mm-hmm. and awesome. And uh, I think back to the day of Pentecost, you know, and those kind of things. Pastor Vern, you had some thoughts on that. You want to share those? No, I feel like, you know, on the day of Pentecost, as we we're talking about this in the book of Acts, that it says 3,000 people uh, not only were saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, but were baptized that day. So, so the real move of the Holy Spirit, an authentic move of the Holy Spirit, draws people Come on. By the thousands, really, as opposed to just strange and weird where it causes everybody's eyebrows to go, what is going on? Now, there was a few people that we read about in the book of Acts who thought it strange and said things like, you know, are they drunk or whatever? But in spite of that, well, that sure wasn't the whole of the people. That there certainly that wasn't the 3000 people who accepted, you know, Christ. the call to follow Christ that day. And then got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're looking in 2020 for a, an authentic move of the Holy Spirit that is amazing and awesome, not just strange and weird for the sake of strange and weird. Well, like I say it this way, you really inspired me there as you said that. An authentic move of the Holy Spirit doesn't cause people yeah. to become self-centered and self-absorbed right. in weird Christian activity. Right. In that day, it That's caused true. them to 3,000 people and then 2,000 more by the end of the week, right? Like 5,000 people yeah. to surrender to the leadership of Jesus Christ, even yeah. to the point of being willing to give their lives. Yeah. That wasn't strange and weird. That was that was supernatural. Right that was amazing. Right and that was awesome. And that's what we're contending for mm-hmm. uh, in Lifeway Church. Yeah, so so we're hearing from a few pastors, prophetically gifted people that say more of the Holy Spirit in 2020. And really we're saying more of the demonstration of his power. And Lifeway's always been a church that has embraced that. But I think we can always do more teaching on that and, and more uh, making places for people to experience um, and grow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah, right on platforms, well, if you will. Actually, you know, Proverbs, you know, like so. So, I think where the idea of weird and strange came from was I, I, the reality of it is, is that in anything that we're trying to grow in, we all make mistakes yeah. in learning. Like, like literally, no one took their first baby steps in walking and walked perfectly the first time. Mm-hmm. They they went to take a step and they fell on their face. Right, you're teetering on a table and you go to take yeah. your mom and dad calls you come to Papa and you know they they go to come to Papa and take three take take a step or two and then fall. Yeah. And we understand in, in walking with our bodies, our natural walk as children, we're going to make mistakes as we learn to walk. And I would suggest that we're going to make mistakes as we learn to walk in the yep. spirit, it's okay. as the scriptures call us to. Right. It's okay. So, so there's a there's a there's a message in in, in Proverbs, a proverb that says, 
Um, where there are no oxen, the stall is clean, yeah. but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. And mm -hmm. I, I would liken that to the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's mm -hmm. groups of people that want their stall to stay clean so they will not embrace the power sure. of the Spirit. Or take a risk and step out into something new. Because they're afraid of the mess. Sure. On one hand, mm -hmm. the weird and the strange, basically, if I can call it, that, call it what it right. is. I don't like weird and strange. I want to just reiterate that again. But I will embrace the weird and strange to get to the amazing and awesome. Right. And we'll work on cleaning up the stall so we can have the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit's work in us. And frankly, right. it is sheer arrogance to think that by, by exegesis of Scripture, if you don't know what that means, it just means taking the Scriptures and pulling out of the Scriptures what it's saying and explaining that to people, to think that by just doing that, that, we, that, that that's going to impact the human heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, greater than what Jesus Christ himself did when he came and worked miracles, yeah. uh, where he healed, cast out demons, uh, showed kind acts of love, multiplied food, just met basic human needs and taught the kingdom of God, taught the scriptures so uh, in that sense. And I just, I make it a bold declaration as a lead pastor. Like we need the Holy Spirit. We need more of the Holy Spirit's work. And we need to surrender right. more to mm -hmm. the work of the Holy Spirit in yeah. Lifeway Church. I promise you, if you surrender to the Holy Spirit, He will not make you strange. He will make you surrendered and He will make you more useful yeah. to the purposes and the kingdom of God. Wow. We're pretty excited about that. So I am excited about that. And we're going to dive into more series than in 2020 right to, to go to, to, to further explain the, the Holy Spirit's nature. You know, He's the part of the Trinity. He is that lives and then dwells within us, it right says in, in, in Scripture. And so so we need to know who it is that is living within us and who's demonstrating His power in and through us. And so then we'll dive into the gifts of the Spirit and, of course, hearing from God. And we preached on it before. Was it years ago where one was called invisible gift, the other one called frequency? But now our church is double in size from back then. Yeah, a lot of people haven't heard it. And there's people that haven't heard it. And those of us that have... I don't know how you feel, but I still want more. Yeah. I still want uh, a greater understanding. I'm, I'm I still want further demonstration of the Spirit's power. And we just can't talk about it enough because this is where we're supposed to live um, and breathe and have our being, just more of the Holy Spirit's nature being demonstrated through our lives on a daily basis. You know, there's uh, the Paul the Apostle closes 2 Corinthians with, uh, I mean, the grace of, of Jesus, the love of God. And the communion or fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Yes. There's a communion. It is. You know, you don't. I don't have a communion. Like I don't have communion with an it. I have a communion with a he. Yeah. He's a part of God. He, he and he, he's he's the part of the dynamic of God that actually is the indwelling mm -hmm. work, the That's empowering right. work, the cleansing work. So good. Uh, the gifted. I have no gifts apart from Him. <laughs> and so uh, we need to learn to walk with Him. You know, He's for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. We know the Father. We know the Son. But now it's time for us to really know and embrace the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you for a couple of action steps. One would be ask for more of the Holy Spirit. As you step into 2020, as you're thinking about where we're going to ask for more mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. You say, yes. Can you have more of the Holy Spirit? You could probably have more of just about anything. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then ask for more grace to surrender to his leadership. If he's all right. there and he's all out poured out, but you're not experiencing it, maybe that you're not surrendered. And so we need grace because we need grace for everything. God gives grace to the humble. Uh, Lord, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. You're good at this. I don't know how to hear you, but you know how to speak. Talk to yeah. me. And ask for more grace to surrender uh, to his leadership. Yes. So uh, as, the other thing in 2020 that we want to talk to you about is there's two, two things that we felt like as we kicked off this year, is, and the final two things are discipleship, and prayer. Uh, concerning discipleship, some of you are aware that, we, that we're starting launching a, a discipleship ministry called CORE. 
core discipleship intensive. It's going to be hard. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, we are planning to continue to do this, to train disciples, to help people grow uh, in the grace of God, to, to learn to develop spiritual disciplines and a healthy spiritual life in the word, in prayer, in yeah. fasting, and in, in learning to cut off uh, garbage media and things that aren't really helping us grow in there God. There you go. Like imagine mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, I don't have time it's to spend needed. time with God. Well, if you stop binge watching Netflix twenty <laughs> hours a week, you might get twenty hours to spend time with God. But anyway, um, been there, right? And, and uh, as I, I've affectionately said many times, you know, we probably ought to get out of Facebook and get in His face and read His book. But anyway, <laughs> um, so discipleship, we want to grow in that this year. There's going to be those offerings. We're going to offer other. We do we do that in a couple forms as always. We we've got this new program coming up called Core, but we have always had life groups and. Well, we have certain life groups that are for connecting. We have other ones that are to help you grow. We, you know, yeah. and these growth groups, as they were, right. are opportunities. You say, I can't take off the big chunk of five months. Everyone can take one next step in their relationship with God. You're either going to make excuses or you're going to make a difference, mm-hmm. both in your life and the lives of others. So how about we, 2020 is the year of pushing aside excuses, Amen. returning to the Lord, and, and letting Him fill us with His nature and spirit. Also, we've started prayer meetings. We have about 11 prayer meetings going a week. Those will likely increase uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm convinced that seeking God's face in prayer is the is the place of power. Amen. And uh, while I don't think people say prayers are powerful, no, prayers aren't. God answering prayer is very powerful. Right. We pray in weakness. He answers in strength That's and power. That's what puts us in touch with the power, right? It's right on, the man. means by which it's the lightning we rod. experience his power. It's the <laughs> lightning rod. We build the lightning rod and God strikes it. So. So that's why we pray and pray often. <clears throat> well, I want to finish with this uh, uh, word from uh, Pastor Gary Groff. Uh, pastor Gary is our young adult pastor, and it's just an amazing all-around Great guy. Yes, he is. And uh, he said this. He said, the word I've been getting for 2020 is a year of ignition or igniting. Mm -hmm. So I saw God stirring up the embers and hitting uh, the reboot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know for many of you, like if you have been on fire at some point in your life, I know I have. I know Pastor Vern has. There are moments where the embers can feel like they're dying down. And God yeah. comes and breathes on those things to, mm-hmm. to intensify the heat and to provide fuel to the flame. Right. As it were. We're asking for the word as fuel. We're asking for the breath of the Holy Spirit uh, as fuel to do that. And I'm finishing with Gary's word because I believe that really sums up what we just said to you. Mm-hmm. That, that, that God is going to do this. But I want to give you some things to help you get ignited. I'm going to ask you to take some action steps between now on December 29th. Mm-hmm. All right, so I know that's the new year is right around the corner, but I'm asking you to take seriously. We have a 21 days of prayer and fasting mm-hmm. uh, starting on January 5th, and and we want you to be a part of that. We want you to be able to jump in and and and, and immerse yourself in that place of prayer. And look, you're gonna make you're gonna your flesh, your nature, that thing in mm-hmm. us that doesn't want to do the will of God, right. will have a million reasons why you shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you one good one. You, it will help you draw close to the Lord. It will yeah. help you. The second one, it will help you focus on God. I'll give you two. It's free. <laughs> so what we're going to do at LifeWay's uh, website is I'm going to create a resource page, uh, lifewaychurch.life forward slash fasting. And I'm going to have all kinds of materials there to help you click links or whatever to help you grow in this. We're not going to do a, a major teaching like we've done in years past. We have those on our on our media page. If you'll jump back to uh, usually it's the last message of every year if you'll find those. And we have multiple messages on fasting done by multiple teachers. I've mm-hmm. taught a couple. I think uh, one of our elders at Hoover's taught one. Renee Croft's taught one. We have plenty there to help you engage um, 
uh, in fasting. The other thing is, again, I want to remind you, get plans. Seek the Lord about a Bible reading and study plan. You want to reignite and you want to reboot. Uh, David, King David said it this way in Psalm 119, Lord, revive me according to your word. Mm-hmm. My soul melts from heaviness. Revive me according to your word. Okay. My soul clings to the dust. Yeah. Revive me according to your word. So if you find yourself heavy, depressed, clinging to the dust, as it were, there's a revival waiting for you in the word of God. And I want to encourage you to go there in the scriptures and study. And then finally, again, what I finished, said a few minutes ago, invite the Holy Spirit's presence, his power, and his fire yeah. to ignite you. Pastor Vern, you have any concluding remarks you want to share with the church? I just think it's a tremendous honor and, and an awesome opportunity just to help pastor this move of God and shepherd this move of God, as I call it. And as I've come to call it in this past year, I'm not praying for revival anymore, people. I am asking God to help me shepherd, help us shepherd this move of God because there's people coming to the Lord. You're saying we're in revival? I think we're in revival. (laughs) I don't know what else to call it. And this many people coming to Jesus and being filled with the Holy Spirit and finding freedom. We're living in revival days. And so so it's a tremendous honor just to be one of your pastors and and I just want to be the first one of the first to say happy new year I'm expecting the best year yet the best days ahead and the year 2020 just to be awesome and amazing like we talked about as an authentic move of the Holy Spirit is awesome and amazing. I'm looking forward to the year 2020 Me just too. to be filled with the Holy Spirit's power and it's all the stuff we talked about. I just I'm ready. Amen. Well, may God grant you greater clarity. Yeah. Uh, 2020 vision, as it were, as we step into this uh, new year, know that your pastors are praying for you. Yes. We care deeply for you. We'd love to see you at various prayer meetings in the 21 days, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Friday uh, from 6 to 7 a.m. I think some of those hours are going to get extended, maybe uh, 6 to 9, I think, with the new discipleship thing starting, the course starting, and then uh, uh, noon to, to 1 p.m., and, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, we're going to have some hours from 6 to uh, 9 p.m. throughout the week, uh, Monday through Friday. And, of course, our one of our largest prayer meetings is 7 p.m. on uh, Monday nights. We would love to have you uh, join us in that and see your life get ignited for the things and purposes of God. We love you so much. God bless you. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Today.